When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, thanks for joining us for another installment of the Tripe Supper. Today it's myself, Philip Tallentire, joined by Anthony Vickers in the... um well, what would you say, luxurious surroundings of the Gazette boardroom, Vic? It's, it's the boardroom. It's We're the going board. up in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want me to say the quality of the conversation's any better, but nevertheless. Um, Check out those receivables. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, few issues to talk around, of course. Um, we haven't been in touch since the, the aftermath of the loot match, so we've had the transfer window, we've had the Brentford game, we're looking ahead to crew. So I guess to start off with, Vic... Um, the window, it was a bit of a, a cure at Tech, wasn't it? A bit um, positives and negatives. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've just uh, been uh, doing a piece to go across the whole group and we were trying to decide whether it was a six and a half or seven out of ten. Uh, I think had they got the, the extra striker in, striker creative man in the fir- final third, it, it definitely would have been a, a decent positive seven out of ten. Uh, I, I think... Perhaps the best, you, you could rattle off a, a checklist of things that were good about it. Uh, the two full-back positions, which have long been a problem, were filled with specialists. And if, uh, if Woody is to be believed, they were his first choice. Uh, both those players were included in the, the mooted team that he put forward during his presentation. So clearly, the, the manager getting in his first choice in two difficult positions is a plus. Uh, uh, Marcus Brown, another uh, you know a specialist wide man who's been crying out for for ages, uh, and that's I think that's an, another big tick. I think they've sorted out the goalkeeping p- uh, department, which was a problem last year. Do you think they uh, have? Have they got? You know, would you be happy to go into the season if worst case scenario I'm, I'm Darren Randolph? I'm a lot happier having, falls down a great in I'm the morning. Far happier having a solid second choice keeper in my ass. Uh, and uh, up-and-coming youngster like than having yeah. the golden oldie of Dimmy and Andy Lonigan. Uh, I mean, that wasn't really a, a solution for the that future. Liverpool's Andy Lonigan. <laughs> uh, I, I think they've resolved that for the next couple of years, so I'm happy with that. Uh, I think another big plus from the window was resolving the Martin Braithwaite situation. Uh, that has pretty much made it the last three windows toxic now. He didn't want to be here. The club didn't want to be here. It had been a financial disaster. Uh, I think Borough have probably taken a bit of a hit on it, but that's resolved now. You can draw a line underneath that. And I also think it was a a plus in selling Aidan Flint. Uh, That's no disrespect to him, but with the best will in the world, he didn't look like he was going to be comfortable playing the ball out from the back. I mean, he can head the ball all day, and I'm sure he'll be a really good fit at Cardiff. I think he'll suit the, the style there. Uh, but if you're going to have ball-playing defenders and, and passing the ball in little triangles on the edge of your own box, that that was uh, that made me nervous, and I'm sure it made Woody nervous. Financials on that, well, you know, they they, they paid five million down with instalments. I don't think any of those instalments were triggered because I think most of it was to do with promotion and, and goals. I don't think he quite got to the the trigger point for the the appearances. Uh, he's gone to Cardiff for four down. 
with instalments. You know, should Cardiff get promoted, Borough might break even on that. So, uh, ticks there, I think. Uh, so, I think generally, all round, the, the, the positives, you know, the, the, there's a lot, to, you know, a lot to look at and, and say that that's been a good window. I do think the squad is a bit thin. Uh, Woody said it's a bit thin. Not just the creative midfielder, but after after Aidan Flint was sold, he, he did say he was interested in bringing in another defender, uh, presumably an, a ball-playing defender so that could cover that, that particular slot. And then yet, on deadline day, when they got an offer for Ryan Schott, and it was, we were being told they wouldn't stand in his way if the deal uh, it came to fruition. So that's a little bit of a worry. I think maybe a bit thin there. Uh, but generally, I think it's been a decent window. And if the players bed in and, and produce the goods, then you know maybe we'll look back later in the season and say it's been a good window. Yeah, I think it depends, doesn't it, on what your expectations are for this season. I think everyone around the club's been very careful not to overplay or underplay the expectations. I don't think in, I don't think anyone in the Championship, barring maybe one or two of the promoted clubs, can say we don't think we can have a crack at promotion this season because we know what a wide open division it is. So, and I th- I'm sure of Woody in his you know hearts of hearts hopes that his team gels and and Borough push for promotion, make a really good fist of it. And I think if they end up finishing ninth, tenth having played some good football throughout the campaign. There seems to be a general consensus that that would be a, you know, something to build on. I do, if, I mean, if, like they, you, if they put foundations... If they put the foundations... Just bouncing around the <clears throat> mid-table. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, think, I think the thing is, obviously, you've got the, you've got the January window to come and we're not, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I think, I think the last few windows have told us that you can have one set of plans going into a window and that goes for clubs... You like Middlesbrough and, and bigger clubs as well. You know, some of your top clubs don't get everything they want in the window. I think that is now becoming a new reality, isn't it? That you, you don't get everything you want. I mean, I think, you know, Borough are very thin up front if Brick gets an injury, for example. Um, particularly the way Borough want to play. You know, would you be happy going with Kisted as the, you know, as the, as the, as the front man for the remainder of the season? If, if you know, worst case scenario, you lose your best striker. Um, we know that he wanted somebody else on the other flank to compliment Brown, didn't we? And I think I've always felt that there's been a need for a creative central midfielder, who somebody who can sort of, um, you know, pick that pass, who can who can turn you know defence into attack with you know with a, with, a, with a drop of the shoulders and like a smart move. But you don't get everything you want, as we've just established. I think, um, you know, in terms of. Balancing the books is that that is now an issue, isn't it? You know, we've got to be realistic about it. And I think the chairman was, you know, everyone within the clubs being upfront about there isn't the money there that there yeah, used to I, be. I don't think anyone could possibly say that they weren't aware of that. No, this season there's going to be a forty million pound drop in revenues. That's a big hole. Yeah, it is a big hole. I mean, if you look at it, you know. It, it, if you look at the big picture, it was I think as we we probably yeah, we probably came to an agreement of a six point five out of ten, didn't we? When we were discussing the the ranking for the for the window, I think it's great that the fullback positions are being resolved. Hopefully, we say resolved. Obviously, we haven't seen the players you know um, live in action, so to speak, in a, in a, in a in a championship situation, but. They come with good reputations. They're the right age group. They're the right affordability. They're the right well, reputation. I, I think. I think it's worth saying that they have delivered on exactly what they said in the unveiling press conference. 
when they sat down and they talked about you know the golden thread and bringing in players they're going to be attacking players they're going to be athletic they're going to be young they're going to be players possibly with resale value uh, and that's exactly what they've done it would have been easy to, to bring in a journeyman here mm. and a journeyman there because they were available uh, but I think it's good that they are actually consciously thinking about where they're going in terms of recruitment and I think it's good that a manager has actually uh, managed to get three of their targets. I mean, Brown, Dick Steele and Bowler were all mentioned in Woody's presentation and the club have delivered on that. Uh, it's a, it'll be a very, very long time since a borough manager can say that the transfer window ended with him signing three of the people on his list. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things... Fun of- We've had plenty of discussions about where we wanted Borough to go, even before Tony Pulis left and, and, and where they were going the window. One of the things I've said a few times is I felt last season, or certainly moving into this season, there was a lack of a kind of a Nigel Pearson figure within the squad. The, you mentioned the journeyman, but the sort of the gnarled, hard leader in the dressing room, someone, you know, if the chips are down, he's going to be, he's going to be the, the manager on the pitch. Do you, th- do you think... Do you think there's enough leaders, or is there a leader within that group when you look well, at it? The, the word within the club is that that's the kind of role that they're expecting George Friend to take on. Uh, I know he's not a shouter; he's not going to. He leads by example, doesn't he? But he? And you know, he's been there and, and done it, and he, he leads by example. He's a great diplomat. He's a good talker. I think he's a. He's got emotional intelligence. He'll know when to give someone a kick. Will up he play? Arm. Well, I, I'm, I'm led to understand that he's seen as being as part of the central defensive mix. They want people comfortable on the ball. Uh, we know that he's played at centre back before, and we know that you know when when he gets up to fitness, he's athletic enough. Mm. I mean, he used to surge up and down the flank yeah. for ninety minutes. I mean, there's no question that he's got got the engines and the mobility to play around the back. So I think, I think yes, they see him as a, a as a player in that department. Uh, I think there are leaders on the pitch. I mean, not necessarily, you know, uh, chest-thumping, uh, uh, demonstrative ones. But if you think, if you look through the squad, there's, there's plenty of experienced mm. players in there. I'm just thinking, I mean, you... Clayton and yeah. and Housen have both been promoted from I, this division. I mean, I'm just thinking about a potential first team. You know, with everybody available, you could theoretically, obviously, Darren Randolph's an experienced keeper. Dyke Steele, right back, very young, relatively inexperienced um, bowler, left back. Again, very inexperienced in terms of years on the pitch. Comes from a good academy, of course. Um, you know, it could be Dale and Ayala in the middle, or Dale and Friend, for example. So there's Dale, he's only, what, 22, 23. Uh, midfield, three, you'd possibly wingy. Again, in, in terms of years in the, in the professional game, inexperienced. Um, who else we've got? Clayton, as you say, probably Housen in there, or McNair. And then up front, Britt, yeah, ex- pretty experienced on the left, Brown, and then on the right, you, you maybe it's in your Johnsons, your, your, your Fletcher. So, yeah, we, it, it, we forgot to mention Johnson under the new signings. Uh, yeah, the new signings. <laughs> that man we've had hidden in the locker yeah, for the last I mean, 18 uh, months. Again, it comes back to what, the, what they but said. That, well, I, think, I think that's a fair point, isn't it? That, that a lot of those players, you know, probably three quarters of those players I've just listed, not you wouldn't call them, you know, experienced players. No, no. I mean, that, that, it kind of comes back to some of the things that were said at the, the unveiling conference where. Uh, they did envisage a younger team. Mm. We had a piece last week where where Woody said he'd written down a team for next season, and they were all under twenty four. Uh, there are downsides to that. 
obviously the lack of nous, the lack mm. of game management. And so, did we see that a bit on Saturday, by the way, a little bit, you know, second half perhaps? Uh, I think that was more of a failure collectively to react to Brentford changing tactics rather than uh, any uh, lack of experience, if you like. I, I think maybe that the system isn't completely bedded in yet. I mean, we're only six mm-hmm. weeks into the new regime. Uh, but in terms of youth, I, I think they're, they want players who are hungry and looking to, to prove a point. And that's, that's, sometimes it's hard to get the balance right between the gnarled experience, battle-scarred people that you need in this division and also the energy and youth. And uh, sometimes, I suppose, naivety can be an advantage. Yeah. In a lot of ways, for instance, uh, Lewis Wing last year was doing things that he would never have done if he had five years under his belt. Uh, and that can be harnessed, I, I think. It can be unleashed. It, but it's always getting the balance right. It's getting the shape right. And this season, I, I think, will be more about Bedding in the system, making the new attitude second nature and getting a lot of those young players who they see as part of the future, getting them game time together alongside each other. Uh, You know, next year, maybe then with another transfer window and uh, a lot of the big earners will be out of contract next summer, so that'll maybe a little bit more wriggle room there. Uh, Over the next couple of months, come January maybe, they'll know which ones have stepped up, which ones haven't, mm. where the weaknesses are. It's a work in progress. I mean, and the club are quite honest mm. about that. Yeah. You know, it's, not, it's not that they've set the stall out and said, right, we've got to get promoted this season, all or nothing. Yeah. It's a work in progress. I think isn't there only danger, and I, get, I don't want to be, be, be Mr Negative, but why not? Um, isn't there the danger that if you do everything you've said, which, is, which I think we all hope is going to happen, the, 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 the club re-establishes its identity, plays good football... It, it builds a foundation for next season. The, the only worry is that you know you lose a Dale Fry because yeah, you, you know yeah. team. You know we've seen we've seen, and that's the model, isn't it? You see, Brentford have lost Malpai, yeah. Maypai. Yeah. You know, your teams doing that have to be have to accept that you will loot. There will be casualties absolutely. along the way. And the, the financial realities is that every Championship club is a selling club, uh, and the, the club did well. That should be another tick, maybe, for the, the transfer window. Yeah, holding keeping on, Dale, yeah. Holding on to Dale and Randolph. Uh, Randolph and Britt. Uh, and Britt. Because they are assets and they are coveted by other mm. clubs. I mean, the, the model, the, the, maybe, is Norwich. Norwich made a similar, mm. complete philosophical change mm. two years mm. ago. Uh, and they moved on some of their older players. They brought in the kids. And everyone said, you know, this is crazy. You can't can't set off with eight lads who are under 22 and they struggled that mm. first season they finished 14th uh, I think they only had one point after their first three games uh, but they stuck faith mm. with, with the policy can't remember which team stuck they got the, the winning well, well, the second season obviously they finished 14th yeah. the second season they had a really sticky start yeah, and we went there yeah, yeah. The, the lads in the press box were saying you know, if he, if he lose time. today yeah, he, on, he could be gone yeah. because Second season in, people expect results. You know, you've had your As we've seen with Stoke, for example, yeah. this season. And it does kind of say that if you make a philosophical change, you've got to give it time. Yeah. It's no good saying that well, well, we've made this radical change and a complete different mentality. Uh, four games in, that's it, it's not working, let's get rid. Mm-hmm. Which is the instinct of yeah. some fans. Uh, I think we have to accept that sometimes this season 
it might get sticky. Yeah. They might go through runs of four and five games where it doesn't quite gel and it looks like the system isn't working. But if you're going to, you know, if you go to commit to that kind of vision, then you've got to, you've got to go with it. All right, let's be positive. Um, I caught a bit of um, the tees falling on Saturday night. I wasn't as at the match as you know. I was decompressing from my trip to Europe, um, not scouting. You'll you'll be pleased to learn. Um, one one Borough fan said it was the first half was the best football he's ever seen at the Riverside. Um, might be a slight degree of hyperbole, you know, involved in that assessment, given the fact that some of the some of the games we've seen there over the years have been pretty memorable. I think in Liverpool in the cup, Stalbuck arrest. Anyway, we could name dozens of examples. But was was that a first half? Was that first half, in a nutshell, what 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 Jonathan Woodgate wants to achieve? I think he'd be delighted with it. It's exactly what he. What he set out to play: uh, high press, winning the ball high up, getting five, six, seven Borough players into the final third when when they were attacking, uh, playing it out of defence. Nice little triangles on the edge of the box. I mean, I I panicked a few times, but the, the players stuck to it. Uh, one or two times, it, it fell a bit short, and someone had to come in. And I mean, Danny Ayala made a couple of old-fashioned wellies up the field to. To rectify the situation, Woody said he'll do that, won't he? It's got it's, to be—it's got to be the right time to yeah. play the ball out. I think there was a, a, a lot of—you could see there was a, a zest about the way they were playing. There's nothing wrong and, with the goal, was there? And Brentford, Brentford were a good side, yeah. And they used season. to dominating the ball yeah. and to to best them at their own game in the first half it was quite impressive, yeah. and they did create chances. Yet two two perfectly good goals ruled out. Very unfortunate. Britt at the post, McNair had an effort, I think Housen had an effort. But it was exactly what, what uh, Woodgate would want. High intensity, high up the pitch, uh, lots of little triangles, passing the ball sharply. Uh, and, you know, if one of those goals is given, then it's a completely different game. Second half maybe shows up, up exactly where... Uh, he needs to work on it because Brentford came out, changed the tempo, changed the shape, got up Borough, applied their own press, and the defence felt a bits for 15 mm. minutes. Uh, they could have had two or three goals before they actually scored, and when Borough kind of clawed their way back into it, they never really, had, they never had, never regained the swagger of the first half. They had a lot of possession and a lot of flailing efforts late on and. Uh, it was, but it was all a bit scrappy. It was mm. all. It could have been you know, from last year almost. Uh, so I, I think he'll have been delighted with the first half. Uh, not overly worried by the second half because I think he will know that that is part of the process. When it breaks down, mm. you're going to get ragged areas, and that's what they need to work on. What they need to work on is when teams respond mm. to the Borough press by changing shape, Game you've got to respond quickly. Yeah. And maybe they didn't respond quickly enough. So, uh, again, I mean, that's, that is part of the learning process. But I wouldn't say it's the best football I've ever seen in, uh, at the Riverside, but it was probably the best football seen for several years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the irony is, isn't it, that this time last year, if we'd had this conversation, we'd be, or certainly this time, you know, August, August 2018... We were talking after a very positive start of the season, weren't we? So, you know, it, and then obviously you mentioned the Norwich game. Things kind of dipped a little yeah. bit after that. You know, what, what, what are the keys moving forward now? We've got crew coming up on Tuesday night. That is a... That, I know he said already he's not going to make wholesale changes, didn't he? But he will bring a few. He says yeah. play, some players need games. Yeah. 
he needs to win that game, and he knows he needs to win that game. And then you've got a really, you've got already, you know, if you're a neutral, a really intriguing match on Saturday when Borough go to a, to a Blackburn team that have, have lost their first two games in the league. And the Tony Mowbray derby. The Tony Mowbray six pointer, and now um, with the added yeah. Stuart Downey. And, and that's that's the dilemma you got in the championship, haven't you? Haven't you? You've got you, you can have every intention you want to. To, to, to play the right style of football, to build a foundation, to you know, to, to, to get the DNA of the side, the golden thread. You can call it what you will. Um, you can, methodology, as our friend Ito used to call it. Um, ultimately, though, it's about results, isn't it? As well, and you know, for for everyone who said, and I know where they're coming from, we're not too worried about league position this season. You can't, you know, you, you do need to pick points yeah, up. Yeah. To, 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 to yeah. aid the development. Well, that, that that will wear thin if it's sixty feet in a row. Of course, it will. Uh, we, we all know that. Uh, I don't think there's so much pressure from above to deliver results. I think the pressure f- from above is to uh, show concrete signs of the foundations being put in place. That that's what they want. But but Woody and, and uh, Robbie Keane are fiercely competitive. Absolutely, they will want to win. Yeah, and they will also want the players to see the rewards for the hard work they've put in in pre-season in changing the shape. They will want to win to justify what they're doing to the players. The, yeah. play, you know, the players might well have bought into the philosophy, but you've got to get results. Uh, we know that they're creating chances, uh, they're getting forward. Uh, players will want to see the goals go in to show that this system is working. And... Against crew, I think you know, whatever you say about you know we might make changes or, or whatever, the expectation will be to be yeah. be a side in the two leagues lower. Yeah, we know traditionally these these fixtures can be really awkward, can't they? I mean, to use the cliche, potential banana skins. Um, you know, we saw last season one game, Notts County went to penalties. The Rochdale game was far from easy. You know, we've seen other teams come unstuck. Uh, Tony Mowbray's team got beat by Blackburn at this stage of the competition, didn't they? So we know it's difficult. Do you think? Uh, just, 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 just in terms of the actual atmosphere around the game, do you think it's a, a mistake just to open the West Stand for the match? We know why the club have done it. It, it logistically it makes sense. Um, I'm assuming the away fans, of course, will be in the in the usual section. Um, but do you run the risk then that it feels like you know it's almost a, a, another pre-season friendly? Well, I mean, in terms of the numbers, it probably will be. I don't see any point in opening. An entire stand and staffing it and have kiosks open when if there's only a peppering of 300 people there. Uh, we know that they're under pressure to reduce costs this season. You know, people have people have been made redundant, so uh, you know it's cutting down staffing costs in three stands that aren't going to be used. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, should you know? Should there be a surge of tickets, they have the option of opening yeah. another one. I mean, I personally think it's, you know I understand why the club have done it, and I realise it might cost a bit more. But I, couldn't they have done something like open the the bottom tier of the the north and south stands, and maybe it's the bottom tier of the west stand, and trying to make it look as though the crowds around the pitch, and you know, spread those eight, nine, ten thousand fans. But, yeah, but then you have to staff them. Yeah, you do because people will say, well, I'll, if I'm in this stand, I want the kiosk open. Yeah, but, but if you're Jonathan Woodgate, I'm mean, just being devil's advocate here. But if you're Jonathan Woodgate, you want the best possible atmosphere for your team to perform in, and, and with the best will in the world, one stand being open will feel like well, Saint Etienne. T- to be honest, if you've got the same five or six thousand spread around the ground, I don't think it makes any difference in terms of the atmosphere. Uh, it, very often, if you have them sprinkled around like that, it can be, it feels like a reserved game anyway. So, uh, the aesthetics of it, maybe, 
maybe there's an argument there, but I mean, I think this season there's going to be a lot of issues where are driven by costs. Yeah. I mean, we we know that. For instance, at Luton, for instance, they drove back in the coach straight after the game. I mean, that's an interesting development because in mm. the past they would have flown. So I mean, there are little areas where the club are, are, are tightening belts, and and if. If so, you know, if, if it means there's only one stand open, then so be it. They weren't in your travel lodge, though, were they? Uh, not this time. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah, just quickly before we wrap up, um, you know, again, you mentioned wholesale. Ch- sorry, they wouldn't be making wholesale changes. Who do you see coming in? I mean, I, you, you can you can imagine he's gonna he's gonna want a good look at Dykesdale soon, Bowler soon. Maybe start with Brown, but then again, you think will he keep some of those fresh for Saturday? Well, I, I think it's obviously an ideal opportunity for the three new signings to play. Uh, Brown's had a, a cameo from the bench. Dick Steele got 15 minutes. Uh, Bowler hasn't played in the league yet. So uh, it'd be good to see them. Uh, it, that'll also rest Housing and Coulson, who've played a, a lot of football. Uh, I think if George is fit, I think he will get a run out, maybe an hour. Uh, Marcus Tavernier hasn't featured in, in the league yet, having, I mean, really, you would think, given the current vision, uh, fast, direct, tricky players, creative players in the final third, uh, talent coming through the academy. He should tick all the boxes, so he will be wanting to play. Would you he be tempted to play? Would you be tempted to, to, to give Brit a breather? Because I mean, it's so important now. Yeah, I think so. Uh, whether that means you, you play with maybe try Fletcher up top, he's looked yeah, lively. We can play there. You can't could we? play Gestet there. Uh, you'll, they'll want to win it. And they'll want to keep the shape coherent. There's no point changing the shape if no. you're trying to bed, bed the system in. But certainly the new lads, uh, Tavernier, uh, George Savile. George yeah. Savile's barely, barely featured. Uh, this time last year, Tony Pulis was talking about him being a future, future captain. Club the captain club. Yeah, yeah. And now he's slipped well down the pecking order, especially bearing in mind the sort of re-emergence of Paddy McNair. So I think Savile will need to play and I think he'll need to put a good performance in to force his way back into the reckoning so I think you can change it up without compromising necessarily the strength of the team because these are all people who we're told are in the first team squad well you know it's for them to prove it yeah it is certainly there for them to prove it well thanks very much for joining us on this latest edition of Tripe Supper we'll be back very soon with another edition Uh, good luck to the lads going into the crew game and of course all those Travelling down to Blackburn at the weekend. Have a safe journey. Speak to you soon.